Hi, this is Tim Ackesy from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm pleased this evening to be on with Tyler Lane. I've known Tyler and his family for many years. Welcome, Tyler. How are you tonight? Doing well. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here, Tim. You bet. Tell us what you're doing right now. Uh, you're age 24 years old, been, been out of college a couple of years. What are you doing now for a career? Uh, so for, for a career, uh, I'm auditing for a public accounting firm. So um, basically, I'm providing uh, professional services um, to different corporations throughout Metro Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Could you help me cook my books a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in, in college, I did I did take some forensics classes, so I know what to do. And Oh, to... snap. Forensic yeah. accounting. No, I am... I don't do anything naughty because I'm, I fear an audit. <laughs> I'm so conservative. Um, so you have a lot of talking. Oh, yes, sir. I mean, so um, uh, almost every day I'm having meetings with either people on my team, people from the firm I work at in different states. Mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's a lot of client, a uh, client face to face. Um, Beautiful. So, yep, so on the Beautiful. Regular, um, you know, I'm meeting with, with the new clients and, uh, new staff that work for the companies talk about different issues they have or different uh, accounting solutions. Mm. Talking all day. I know. I know. And then socially too, you're real, real social person. Definitely. Definitely. So I'm um, you know do things outside of work. Maybe two or three nights a week. Mm -hmm. You're you're a car enthusiast. I'm a car enthusiast. You know more than I do. But what I'm thinking about is. You're a full throttle talker now. <laughs> Just open it up, wind yeah. it up. Yeah, I mean something where no, I I can go full throttle, and I'm not necessarily worried. I know worried about stalling out. So I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay, now let's go back to. I think we we concluded that your parents found me on America's Mo most wanted. No, they <laughs> they um. They found me when you were about fourth grade. Tell us about the status. You said that your stuttering was the worst back then, but tell me a little bit about um, what it was like back in fourth grade for you. Sure. I mean, you know, it, it definitely wasn't the easiest um, or the most comfortable. And where I was at speech-wise was, you know, I might have two or three blocks per sentence. So, you know, it was something where all my sentences, I wouldn't be able to make uh, like a a full sense or have a full topic mm -hmm. um so, you know that was super frustrating and you know that year i had, had big plans with plays uh, and musicals and things like that um so you know I, I, it was really more frustration with myself um rather than any teasing or bullying and you know it's like that that age kids mm -hmm. are gonna um you know so so everyone is gonna be you know very open and very honest yeah. and so you know since you know having a stutter is is a bit different um, some kids, you know, definitely made comments about, you know, if I was stuttering on my name, they might, you know, make a joke that I forgot my name yeah. or I didn't want to say anything or, or things like that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, come to think about it, I don't, I don't really think anyone was intentionally trying to be harmful. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, and you had speech therapy before I met you. I did. Um, so what was that like? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, so we, we did it through the school system. Um, and we tried a couple of different speech pathologists, but every time I would go into the room, I, I feel like I was being lectured um, mm -hmm. rather than kind of taught to. Um, and so the speech pathologists I went to, you know, they were teaching everything by the book. So, mm -hmm. you know, they went to college 
for this and their textbooks and their professors, you know, mm-hmm. told them, you know, okay, this is what's going to fix a stutter. But in reality, they never had a stutter. Mm-hmm. So they don't actually know if it's, yeah. it's going to fix it or not. Yeah. Um, and you use the word fix, like we got to fix this thing. And that word, uh, especially now in modern day is a pretty sensitive word. Um, where our goals can be really for speech to be perfect and we could be very anal retentive in our delivery of speech therapy but um so anyways you you made the trek up here from south of atlanta up to dunwoody and you know i grew up stuttering so we clicked and Give me some feedback on maybe some things that were a little were a little bit different with sure. with the approach to speech therapy. Right. Yeah. I mean, so I think the biggest thing for me and the reason why I was so comfortable was because you know you went through the same same thing that I did. You know, so it's your learning by experience rather than just by textbook. So since you actually had a stutter, mm-hmm. it made me feel more comfortable, you know, being open about my stutter. Okay. Being, um, so I, I think that was the biggest thing. And mm-hmm. when, I think the first time we met uh, was the first time that I talked to an, an adult that, that had a stutter. Uh-huh. And, you know, me being maybe nine or 10 and seeing an adult who's had a stutter all of their life and gone exactly to where you were, uh, it gave me the confidence. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And I, I, I know your parents well, and they were super supportive. Right. They were, they were In the nice. beginning, you came frequently. Which is typical. And then, I mean, in fourth grade, you're like nine years old. You're 24 now. Then there were long time periods where I might not see you for, for a couple of years. And then you'd come in for one appointment, maybe two. Um, so it's not like, yeah, 13 straight years of speech therapy. Right, right. But people you know i do my best to maintain a relationship and a rapport where someone comes if they need uh, they need to tune up brush up or if they tell me i'm getting ready for my scouts speech i'm going to interview for a part-time job at a restaurant that and they're anxious about it that they think of of re- reconnecting with me uh you know for a short burst of appointments and then they're off and running and you did work fast food, didn't you, in high school? I did. So I worked for fast food my junior and senior year of high school, as well as my freshman and sophomore year of college. Wow. Were there some some things in there that you had to confront with the stuttering? Like, for example, speaking to customers with this particular language, and did you ever do the um, drive through window with a headset on? So thankfully, I, I never did uh, the drive through I was more uh, in the back of house. Yeah. Um, but uh, working in a kitchen, um, it, it's very fast paced. Yeah. It was something that I learned very quickly that I needed, like my words needed to be very clear, uh, very, very, very articulate. Uh-huh. Um, because, you know, we are in the process of serving customers. Yeah. And, you know, something where you're, you know, maybe 30 seconds too late and someone has to wait. And then, you know, it just isn't, isn't the best situation. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there, there definitely were times and um, where, you know, my, Speech wasn't where it should be. You no, know, maybe after a long week, um, mm-hmm. or if I was tired, or if I, I was stressed out, 
um, I, I would have the built up tension. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like we said earlier, when we don't fix our speech to be perfect. And, you know, so I definitely had like um, my times where I, I would block. Yeah. Um, but when you spend as much time with people as I did, you get really close to them mm-hmm. and you get really comfortable with them. So I yeah. think that was the biggest help for me is, you know, at the end of the day, I realized that, you know, my stutter didn't define me. Yep. Um, I love it. So I, I am more than stuttering. Exactly. So it's like where that. the identity changes. So it's like before I was a stutterer named Tyler. And then, you know, once you find that group of people, my name is Tyler and I have a stutter. Uh-huh. The big thing that's the biggest thing about, you know, any job or really or any team. Yep. Maybe, maybe music or maybe sports. You know, I, I think the biggest thing is to, is to realize that, you know, the stutter doesn't define you. Um, and, you know, Beautiful. So like, yeah. And so, yes. There's a know, difference between stuttering and a stutterer. Right. I was talking with a parent this morning. Her son is five and he is stuttering significantly. Like he'll hold stutters quite long. Like no one has said anything. No one has reacted or whatever. And she's very concerned, which I'm helping her with that because the prognosis starting at age five is very good. But what happens around age six and seven is you start getting teased, you start getting bullied, you start comparing self to other, which is what psychologists call it, where like Tyler's faster than me in PE, her handwriting is better, everyone got invited to the birthday party except me. So you start comparing self to other. Well, as people pick up on your stutter, ask you, why do you talk that way? Or mimic me or laugh, or I'm mid stutter and a couple of kids walk away from me because they don't know what's happening. That happens with little kids. You become a stutterer where your identity is. I remember I moved to Atlanta in 87 and CNN was looking to interview some people who stutter. And I was in the NSP um, a chapter here in Atlanta before it became the NSA. And somehow they found out about that. They looked for a volunteer. And I was at Georgia State, and that's where they did the filming. And the guy asked me, so what's it like to stutter? I said, when I wake up in the morning, it's the first thing I think about is who's going to find out I stutter? What's going to happen because I stutter? I was the giant the giant in, in, in chains complex where it's all I thought about. So I went from stuttering to stutterer to person who stutters. And I'm, I've been at peace for probably 25, 30 years. So what you're saying is profound because the change of identity requires changing the meaning of stuttering. So in the last few years, how have you completely changed the meaning of stuttering for you? Uh, That's a good question. Um, So I, I think for me, the really big shift happened in college. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, one of the, like my, the, the things I worry most about stuttering is, uh, is a bad first impression, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, you meet someone for their first time, you definitely want to put off a good vibe, whether it be professors or friends or mm-hmm. women or, or anything like that, you know, and so that was always in the back of my mind, mm-hmm. put my best self forward. And so of course, you know, like having a stutter, 
Um, you know, sometimes I might not be able to say, oh, my name is Tyler mm-hmm. or what's your name? And yep. things like I know are very stressful to me. Um, but what I came to realize is if you introduce yourself to someone and you have a stutter and, you know, they want to make fun of you or they don't want to be friends with you at that point, then it's probably not someone that you want to be friends with anyway. Bingo. And so the big <laughs> thing for me, um, you know, was again, that, that switch. It's like, okay. People yeah. Are- so you brought up a, a very common belief. If I stutter, it ruins my first impression. Right. Which means I project my inner thoughts about stuttering into onto my listener. Like I take a flash drive of toxic thoughts and pull it out of my temple and shove it in your temple. Like I know what you're thinking about my stuttering. The thing is, is the first impression is not the only impression because we always have to think back, wait a minute. I've been friends with that guy or gal for uh, like 10 years. I've stuttered a ton and we're just, we're thick as thieves. We're buds. So did my stuttering ruin the potential relationship by the first impression thing? And the jury comes back and says, nope. And as you said, anyone that's going to judge my stutter is someone I'm going to educate and then decide whether I throw them to the curb or not. Cause you know, I'm going to, we were also talking about being able to recover, meaning I meet you and I have a pretty big stutter that, that I can recover using a speech strategy, but I can also disclose that I stutter. A lot of people who stutter, once they have that big stutter, there's that fight or flight. And then maybe they become quiet, but there's a lot of ways to recover for your own good so that you continue to communicate in that moment in that in that situation and i I used to tolerate i was always told just try to ignore it just try to ignore it and that was a catastrophic mistake by adults in my world when i was a kid because the teasing bullying and comments i endured hurt and you remember them so if someone's curious like why do you talk that way? I stutter sometimes. Now, if it's snarky, it's I stutter. So what? <laughs> but we have to have a comeback. Sure. I mean, I've, I, I've, you know, definitely been saying something or had an issue. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've definitely apologized and said, no, I'm sorry. I have a stutter, mm-hmm. but like, I'm not really sorry, but I think it's a nice way just to let them know. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, so that's things I definitely done in the past. It's like, no, I'm not. I would just encourage getting rid of the word. Sorry. Sure. Like, sorry, I have a stutter. Mm -hmm. If we enter, if we're going to do an interview, like I'm in college, I'm a senior and I'm interviewing for a clutch job or whatever. It's good to disclose, say, Hey, I'm really happy to have this, this chance to meet with you and your team of interviewers. I've looked up your company online I think it's incredible. I just want you to know that some, some, sometimes I stutter. So if there's a word you didn't understand, feel free to stop me. Nowhere in there is an apology. That's a good way to put it. Well, it's where you're, you you set the frames from, I'm setting the frames for my stuttering. I get to do that. I will not let someone else because for years I did, but, um, 
Is there anything you do as you're communicating right now that you find to be helpful? Do you manage your state, as I call it? Do you monitor any feelings in your body? Do you have a tempo? Um, I, I definitely think I do have a tempo. Um, and it's not something that I think about all the time. Yep. So I think the biggest thing for me that I constantly look for is, is tension. Um, so there'd be tension in my chest or tension in, in my throat. Uh-huh. Those are the two biggest things for me. Um, and, so and as I, soon as you feel it, what do you do? Uh, I basically either you know slow down and stop, and then uh, if I you know have air, then I'll exhale. Um, because I think that's the best way for me to know not be tense anymore. One thing I taught you, one thing I taught you is it is unnecessary to take a breath to talk. And the other thing is if you start feeling a stutter, it's actually let, let the word out on exhale versus inhale. It's very uh, misunderstood. Now, is it fair to say, now I saw you for lunch uh, a few months ago. Outside of that, I haven't, in the last couple of years, I've only seen you maybe once or twice. True. Right. So I know what you're doing and you're monitoring. I love this. You're monitoring feelings in your larynx and chest, like the pre stutter signals. You feel the tension and then you're slowing or relaxing. I call it blocking a block because mm-hmm. I remember how I used to talk. and you're getting that second stripe on on your black belt (laughs) the black belt of speech no seriously because a lot of people don't understand the pre-stutter phenomenon a lot of speech therapy is okay tim you're going to stutter in your last name so stretch it mackesy good job but i got to back up like what's the origin of anxiety on my name Ooh, that's a good one and then feeling the stutter coming, you know, the soma means of body, feeling of the body. Because light contacts, easy onset. Everyone knows that lingo, but a lot of people don't know how to teach it or use it. But you're doing great. Not just because I'm watching you. This is only an audio recording, but I'm watching you talk. And the meta things are your freedom of speech. And everything you that's meta. And then it's also cool to see how your your flow is. Um so if you met a teenager who stutters, or maybe a kid going off to college, which is a challenge for stuttering, what advice do you have for them about it's a this whole framing you know, I'm Tim, I'm Tyler. Sometimes I stutter because a lot of kids have so much worry about people finding out. So what advice do you have? Right. So I think my biggest thing that, you know, I necessarily wasn't the best when I started college was to, uh, you know, just do it. Um, You know, if you're going to a new place, then yes, it it will be hard to meet new people. Mm -hmm. It'll be hard to, you know, go to your classes and sit next to someone you don't know or or get involved and so my mind is you know it's something where you you, you just need to go for it because you know uh, like we said 
if someone is going to judge you mm-hmm. for how you talk, yeah. then it's not someone that you really want to be around with, mm-hmm. you know? And then that's something that you even still to this day. Um, Go have, for it. Speak up. Right. And you know like Yoda, do or do not. There is no try. Yes. Reality for someone who stutters is the moments when I don't order what I want. The moments when I know the answer in class and I'm afraid to stutter. The moments when I, I'm i at a job fair in college and you're going around those booths, right, to meet different people. And I'm like, well, that job requires a lot of talking. So, I mean, or and, there's a bunch of people clustered there. So I'm going to avoid that one. And, and even like a, a real personal scenario is on the job thing. Um, I'm working for an accounting firm that I that I will stutter on half the time. And mm. so when I had offers, you know, one of the thoughts in my mind was, you know, not taking the job that I really want because mm-hmm. I know I'm going to stutter on. Yeah. And then, you know, I ended up taking it and I, I, I'm enjoying every day of it. Yeah. But it was a span of probably five or six weeks that I thought about, you know, not taking the job or not interviewing just because I was worried about, you know, say, saying the firm that I work for. Mm-hmm. No, I moved to Atlanta with a degree from a fine university and everything was about like, what, what can I do that I don't have to talk? And I honestly was looking at being a janitor for one of the local, local school systems, the county. And I drove down to the vicinity of the school and it was such a dangerous part of Metro Atlanta that it was enough for me to go, no, man, this is, no, you're not going to, you're not going to do this because of your fear of talking. I was actually glad that I had that visceral reaction where you can't let your life be controlled by stutter or no stutter. But, um, did you do a little bit of theater and acting? Yes. Uh, when you're I mean, younger? Yeah. Yeah. When I was younger, but um, I, I don't think I did anything past, yeah. past sixth grade. Okay. Well, this is great. Um, a few few takeaways for me is the changing the meaning of stuttering, stutterer to stuttering that we share in common, and taking on the fears is like the famous quote when the objective is clear enough there's no obstacle mm-hmm. i was helping a guy who was a plumber who stutters and his stuttering was very physical his head going up and down his eyes closing and he's a big strong guy and he said the way he stuttered sometimes startled like if there was a woman home alone in the house with who's needing the plumber because she just happens to be the one that made the call because there's something leaking. And he got better and better and better and he ended up adding a second crew, a third, fourth, and all of a sudden he's got this thriving plumbing company. And it's just so exciting because his taking on the stuttering and just it's just really cool watching all of the, these success stories happen. But 
Um, thanks for your time tonight, man. It's been great seeing you and talking with you. And I, and I am inspired. I appreciate it. Thanks again for everything. All right.